Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part two of the kidney. And uh, last time we left off speaking about cortical imaginary phase imaging, and we spoke about the importance of uh, multiple phase acquisition, and we're focusing on some of the advantages of the uh, cortical imaginary phase. And one of them uh, is shown in this example, which is a very nice renal laceration. You can see the laceration in the right kidney. You can see perirenal hematoma. Early phase imaging is beautiful for showing subtle lacerations, subtle contusions, any type of trauma. Now, the one thing, of course, it can show is extravasation of contrast from the pelvis and collecting system, and we recognize that you always need to get excretory phase imaging four or five minutes out if you want to see that extravasation. But if you want to see subtle extravasation from the artery, if you want to see subtle lacerations, this is the place you want to be. Another important application of cortical imaginary phase imaging is the fact we can look at vascularity of the tumor very nicely. And of course, 80 or 85% of renal lesions are hypervascular. Now the importance of getting the increased vascularity, as you can see nicely in this example, is that we can look at neovascularity. We can look at the presence of shunting, which becomes very important in angiogenesis, which can help us determine the aggressiveness of tumors as well as type of tumors. And we'll speak about this in more detail at a later date. And you could see the uh, MIP nicely shows some of the AV shunting. It uh, helps improve some of the information from the volume rendering, and we'll use both techniques together. But again, if you don't do early phase imaging, you're not gonna see these changes. Or this example, infiltration of the right kidney. Look at that neovascularity in the right kidney. The entire right kidney is replaced by tumor. The only question in this case is not whether it's a neoplasm, but is it a transitional cell or is it a renal cell carcinoma? Uh, in this case, the infiltration, in fact, theoretically could be lymphoma, though. I doubt you would ever see this type of vascularity in lymphoma, and this was a renal cell carcinoma which had infiltrated the entire kidney. Just a very, very nice example uh, showing that in detail. And again, this early phase is just ideal. In terms of partial nephrectomy, a good example with volume rendering in MIP, this is the ideal phase for being able to determine partial nephrectomy candidates, whether they should or should not get partial nephrectomy. Beautiful visualization of the arterial structures, excellent visualization of the relationship of the normal kidney to the tumor, and again, beautiful post-surgical mapping or pre-surgical mapping, whether it's surgery or partial nephrectomy or cryoablation, whatever you want. And here's just one more example showing that same thing. I always like to comment on this case that there could be a central scar here. Could this be an oncocytoma? But that scarring is often seen in renal cell cancers, which is the case uh, here as well. Now, there have been several articles. Here's an article from Wang. Enhancement parameters may be suited to evaluate tumor vascularity in vivo. Dynamic enhanced CT images reflect the heterogeneity of tumor angiogenesis on the basis of correlation between enhancement pattern and microvascular density. So indeed, we can potentially use CT not only to define the presence of tumor, but the type of tumor. So for example, papillary renal cells, which are small and low-grade tumors, which you can treat more conservatively or with partial nephrectomy, depending on the situations, typically are the hypovascular lesions, single or multiple, and they're just ideal for nephron-sparing surgery. When you see all of that neovascularity, it's just not going to be a papillary cell tumor. And here's one of the, one of the articles. Papillary tumors are typically hypovascular and homogeneous. A high tumor to parenchymal enhancement ratio 
excludes the possibility of a papillary renal cell. So those cases I showed you a few minutes ago with that increased vascularity, that neovascularity, that's just not going to be a papillary renal cell. So again, this is information that can be helpful. Now, the question always is put up to me and to everyone, what's the best phase? Do you need all these phases? Can you get by with one phase? Or what's the story? Well, the first thing to know is that non-contrast CTs, which we do for stone protocols, do not exclude tumors. We all know that, but the clinicians at time forget that when they evaluate a patient with hematuria and we say there's no stone present, it is not the same thing as saying no stone, no tumor. Because here, look at the right kidney, looks perfectly normal, but the patient has a mass within the contour of the right kidney. It's a mass that's not distorting the kidney, and you can see it's somewhat hypervascular and has a pseudocapsule. Now, if you look at these cortical medullary phase images, I think you see the lesion well. Now, if you show it on excretory phase, you see it well also. And in fact, when you put them side to side, one might argue it's easier to see on the late phase imaging. I think it's really a push in this case. This is probably one of those examples where, you know, you could pick early, you can pick late. We always get both, so we solve any problems. But you can argue which phase shows things better. What about this case? Now, this case is trickier. If you look at the left kidney, there's a mass at about 3 o'clock, but it's easy to walk by. If you look at it in a coronal display, the lesion becomes very obvious. You're not going to walk by that vascular tumor. So one point also to make, it's not only the phase, but it's how we look at the kidney. So coronal 3Ds make life a lot easier. Now, I will say the original article spoke about issues with cortical imaginary phase imaging in terms of certain small tumors. And here might be an example. Look at the left kidney, lower pole. Boy, there's a hypervascular lesion there that's really hard to see. Even when I circle it, it looks just like other areas in the kidney with cortical uh, medullary interface. But if you look at the late phase images, it becomes very obvious. There's the lesion. So this is a wonderful example where I think the late phase, the excretory phase, is so much easier to find the patient's tumor. No problem. And that typically is the situation at times with smaller renal cells that do not distort the cortical contour you can have this issue. Another example, hypervascular lesion, 3 o'clock, left kidney. Of course, you all saw it. Coronal display, I think it's easier to see. You see there's some abnormality in the mid-portion of the kidney laterally. But again, as things go, you might consider it subtle. But I will admit, when you go to the uh, excretory phase from early phase, it does show a bit better. It's easier to see as a hypovascular lesion. And here the images are side by side. So again, something to consider, and again, making the point why we don't do single-phase imaging alone. And in this case, lesion left kidney, maybe it's a cyst, maybe not, but when you start looking at it and you look at the coronal display, you say, wait a second, is there a little nodularity to that lesion or is it partial averaging? And then when you look at that lesion in the excretory phase, uh, it becomes much clearer to you exactly what's going on. Again, very, very tricky on early phase, but look at it on excretory phase. You really can see that lesion well. So again, here's one of my examples of a case where the excretory phase is so much easier to make the diagnosis. Now, in saying that, that's not always the situation. One centimeter hypervascular renal cell, cortical medullary phase, easy to see. Look at that same case in excretory phase. 
boy, you would walk right by that renal lesion, left kidney, 3 o'clock. So again, every patient has a best phase. We often don't know it in advance. By getting that early phase and the excretory phase, we cover our bases. We're always going to get the best phase. Another thing to comment about phases relates to polynephritis. If you said to me, I need one phase, rule out acute polynephritis, it's excretory phase. Remember, everything that's been written about the kidney in terms of infection speaks about serrated nephrograms, speaks about excretory phase imaging. And so although at times, and probably most times, you do see changes consistent with uh, polynephritis on early phase imaging, the late phase, as this case, shows it best. You can see in this patient, the second case, the right kidney is larger, the intensity of the cortical medullary differentiation is not there, there's stranding, classic polynephritis. You can look at it in a coronal display, which in fact makes it easier. You see the edema of the kidney. You can see in this case, uh, this focal low density left kidney consistent with ilopilo or focal infarct. And here it is if you take it onto the coronal displays or you take it into volume rendering or MIP. So again, we can play with the images many ways, but I think it shows you that when you're very careful, even on early phase imaging, most of the time you will see the case. You will see the findings. Now in saying that, of course, later phase is how we get the pelvis and calcial systems. And for that reason, that late phase is critical. Here's a papillitis, beautiful example, the slough papilla, really nice abnormalities, upper pole calyces, lower pole calyces are not well visualized. Just a very, very elegant example. Another process. What about this case? I mentioned about changes in the cortical medullary uh, interface. And in this one, you can see the left kidney is larger, delayed cortical medullary enhancement. And this was a case that was due to congestion on the venous side. Uh, this patient had splenorenal shunting. And you can see very nicely the differential enhancement of the left kidney relative to the right. And of course, you can see very nicely the patient's arterial map appeared normal. Now, I mentioned in passing these last two talks about uh, potential errors. So here are the big errors. Wrong phase of acquisition. Scan too early, scan too late, you might miss things. Poor display format. I showed you how 3D imaging and NPR can be critical, particularly in not overlooking lesions. And I also looked at some post-processing with you. So again, these are sort of the critical steps to really optimize everything you do. And I'll show you a couple examples of the potential pitfalls. Hematuria, outside skin, mass, lower pole right kidney, transitional cell carcinoma. Well, you know, everyone knows that there's a mistake. It's the outside hospital. That's everybody's experience. But look at that right renal pelvis, lower portion. There's a soft tissue lesion there. And there's no doubt I would read this as well, soft tissue, hematuria. This patient must have transitional cell carcinoma. No problem. But patient was biopsied, patient bled significantly went back in, redid the CT. Now look at that lower pole on the right. Look at that vascularity. We're not looking at a tumor of the uh, calyces to the lower pole. We're looking at an AV fistula. And you can see it beautifully in this example. You can see how nicely you can see the AV shunting. You can see how nicely as I go through this series of images, uh, this AV malformation. And again, if I take you back to the initial data set, Look how easy it is to see on early phase imaging, but look how poor you see it on late phase. You just don't see it. You make a terrible diagnosis, you can kill the patient. And if you think you only see that once, look at this case. 
Excretory phase, beautiful CT urogram. Look at the lower pole calyces. They're definitely abnormal. It looks like it's infiltrated. Well, guess what? When you go to early phase, same thing, an AV malformation. Beautiful example. We'll go through a series of images. Look at that early venous filling. Look at the infiltration. So you have the varices, these collaterals around the lower pole calyx, simulating thickening, simulating tumor infiltration, simulating transitional cell carcinoma. Yet this patient has an AV malformation. And again, the issues, the potential uh, for, for biopsying and having problems is obviously there. And it happened in both cases. Last point I'll make in terms of uh, 3D mapping is I've showed you a lot of 3D. It's very helpful. You want to be careful. Left kidney volume rendered. You see the mass at about 3 o'clock. No problem. Same patient with MIP imaging. The mass is gone. So you want to be very careful with hypervascular lesions when you project them. If you use MIP, you can easily hide a lesion. So I think that indeed is very critical. Some comments. In terms of hypervascular lesions, if a lesion is small and does not extend beyond the margin of the kidney, it's easy to miss with MIP because it appears similar to the renal parenchyma. So again, a very good takeaway point. Now, the next thing I'll speak about is a nephrographic phase, but I'll only speak about it for a couple moments. It's a phase some people use routinely. We use that phase particularly for looking at renal vein and IVC patency. It's the phase when the cortex and medulla are enhanced equally, about 120 Hounsfield units, but there's no excretion of contrast yet. Look at this example. Bottom is a nephrographic phase. Top is cortical medullary phase. You see the cyst well to the upper pole of the left kidney. But look how much nicer you see the cortical medullary interface because it's early. I think it's a tremendous advantage, and it's something you give up when you only do nephrographic phase imaging. So many people like nephrographic routinely, and that's their single or key phase. I don't like it, and that's the way it is. And with that, I'll let you chew that over. And what we'll do next time is we'll talk about excretory phase imaging and CT urography. Thanks a lot, and have a nice evening.